Thank you for tuning in to episode 15 of the Construction Dorkcast. This is the last episode for us this year, and we changed things up a bit, and, well, it was a shit show. We invited in all of the live attendees to talk about their favorite episodes, what they'd like to see us do in the new year, and generally recreated the atmosphere we would normally find ourselves in while networking and hanging out. We really hope you've enjoyed the podcast this year and encourage you to keep giving us ideas for episodes as well as on how we can improve the show. One thing we're trying to do this episode is to move the snippets we grab from the discussion before going live to the end so listeners can dive right in. Enjoy! All right, let's go. Oh, Fuck did we it. just lose Jonathan? Oh, yeah, we did. Johnny, what's up? He'll be back later. Dude, and... I'll just come in and out. It'll be fine. Robo John. We got it. <laughs> and Max. we're <laughs> Max Headroom. All right, guys, we are live. I sent out the attendee. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Starting to worry me there for a second. I'm gonna be honest. Crickets. Yeah, I'm like crickets, crickets. All right. Well, we are live. Uh, this is episode 16 or 15, guys. Do we know? Um, 15, 15, right? It's episode 15. Cheers. You want to go where everybody knows your name? Uh, we thought we'd have an interesting throwback episode to kind of recap our year. And dork out a bit. Uh, I know that this has been an incredible respite place for me to go. As the guys know beforehand, I'm usually the one running around with like a chicken with my head cut off before I sit down right before we roll into this. And it is the highlight of my every other week. So to all three of you, I appreciate you. Um, Travis, why don't you take it away and do what we do? All right. Um, well, I went and I got a, from my favorite local brewery, Wishful Acres. I actually got two different... Two different beers right now i'm drinking the morning music it's uh if i'm here this is a uh a dark oatmeal breakfast stout with uh coffee roasted malts and bootstrap molasses it's actually uh it's pretty darn dark which is my style it's pretty good but then if i if i kill that off which i i don't see myself not doing i have the midwest mullet um and this is a lager with midwest uh, mullet different kinds of malts so that's what i'm drinking today here in uh it's actually pretty sunny pretty warm here in northern illinois it's a beautiful day nice trent how about you my man all right guys i don't have anything exciting to report to you on that i'm 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 going i'm going with one of my sprecker's wood fire root beers this is uh this is a month of mine where uh the liver's getting a break for a month so i'm in the middle of one of my one of my one month off from uh from the normal so so i don't have december. anything yeah yeah uh nothing sober rhymes with december it's <laughs> yeah. sober october you know like that's that's what that month is all about isn't it but um, hey we can all do it every now and then i gotta help my body out a little bit so uh i'm i'm like two and a half weeks deep in it right now so another week and a half and we'll we'll be back we'll be back so all right. Well, Jonathan, you're you're unfrozen. You're back. We don't yes. know how long we got you. What you? No, got? I, I'm slowly turning into a robot today. So that's going to happen a couple of times. I got Glenn Morangy with the the cherry cask, which is like Glenn Morangy makes a bunch of different, um, basically a bunch of different 
versions of the same thing. And it all depends on which cast they aged it in. So I'm going to, I'm going to do some scotch today. Scotch, 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 scotch. Prost. Prost. All right. Well, that leaves me and I'm, I'm not taking a full break, but I am uh, with you there, Trent, back and forth. I have my usual B12 fun in there. Keep me going. That's right. Get your zip fizz. And, but Jonathan, this might, if it works, if it shows. Uh Oh Oh, boy. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Yes. It's a bootlegger. That's right. I got my bootleg shipment. So it's (laughs) all good. So I will hit into a yingling at some point here. So when you hear that favorite sound, uh, we're good. So I, we really wanted to step back and, um, kind of do a year in review and and, and I kind of want to start with the crew on um on your favorite part of the year. What was your favorite episode, favorite snippet? What's the thing you like the most? Jonathan, since you're not robotic on us, I'm going to let you go first. But also, since we've got some people listening in, we're going to have some fun with you too. So go ahead and talk about your favorite parts, Jonathan, um, while I go to work. I I got to say I think like one of my favorites was um, we had Doug on and, and Doug gave me so much information in that, that I thought was so useful. I, I, I think that was my favorite or Nick Espinoza because I, I love Nick and even just having him on was hilarious. But, but what, what you in the audience didn't see was his discussion leading up to that, where he talked about China and how they're taking us over. And it was, it was like the, the part of the discussion that I wish happened in front of everybody, but didn't. So, so that's what, that's what mine was for sure. That's awesome. Trent, what about you, man? Oh, man. I mean, I, th- I think we've had a lot of fun along the way. And, um, you know, we we did an episode where we brought a couple people on to talk about, like, the future with coordinating with precast. I thought that was incredibly informative. Um, but, you know, what about the door cats? Like, can yeah. we, how can we forget about, I, I feel like, uh, you know, us amateurs, like, threw it over to them and, and, I think they made a better show than, than any of us even could. And like, you talk about having um, like those women we had on, you talk about a powerhouse crew, like, holy crap. I mean, uh, I don't even know if we could stack up to the knowledge and the influence that, that those, uh, that those ladies presented here. So, I mean, that, that one leaves a, a lasting impression for sure. We had Tiannis be 40 under 40 and Nicole being mentioned in part of the built world's mm-hmm. top construction influencers. And that list was lacking a lot of us and more of, of them. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, sure. it, it was a powerhouse. I mean, like the, the those ladies definitely brought thunder. Like it, it, it they, their saw, voice is heard. I saw Tannis on the 40 under 40 for for Canada also mm-hmm. just yep. recently. Yep. yep. So if you didn't notice, this room's getting a lot bigger. Now, here's the joke, though. Anybody else who joins, just act like this was what the show was supposed to be <laughs> until they get here. Yeah, That's right. My man, Joshua. Yeah, Joshua. All right. So you are all promoted. This is what we're going to call the construction dorks clusterfuck. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Oh, there goes the rating. Yeah, hey, we, damn it. I just, I just want to call something out here. Travis Althaus, like your, your picture when you stop your video very handsome dapper man and then when you turn on your camera it's 
Someone who's <laughs> living in the backwoods <laughs> somewhere. I don't know if those two pictures coincide with each other. Uh, they should. <laughs> DJ, I'm gonna. I'm looking right now. I've got. I've got to agree. It's uh It's, it's a uh, damn good picture, Travis. You look. Picture. You look good. Oh, there he goes. Oh, there he See? Goes. See yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's all professional. That's the. That's the. Name. It's the pre-COVID pre look. Uh, yeah. It's been a rough year. Oh, man. Well, thank you all for being the ones who are attending, because at first when we turned this thing on, I wasn't sure it was actually going to happen, uh, that everybody was going to be here and make it in. So, uh, uh oh, Nathan wants uh, in. DJ. Uh oh. Uh, no, uh -oh. he can't come in. He's late. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, why don't, I mean, you said the, the Dorkettes, you've been one of the most vocal folks. You've been texting us, really engaging. So what's I'm your- bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. I got nothing to do during this pandemic. So I'm, I'm really bored. <laughs> it's either that or I'm bugging Trent and uh, Derek, who's on the call all the time as well. So yeah. Yeah. We're doing a lot of work with DJ right now. Uh, so some cool um, stuff going no, on. No, the, 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 the Dorkettes one was-, was fantastic a lot of definitely a lot of a lot of talent a lot of talent that humbles the rest of us here um doug smith is my favorite one of my favorite people in the entire world so definitely um listening in um with him and just uh, his aw shucks attitude but his his knowledge is comparable to the to the lady power as well and just the stories and how long he's been in the industry is uh and all just the things that he's learned and and the dude is just one of the most humble people i've i've ever met um and i owe a lot of of some of the things that i have learned in my experience with the time that i was able to interact with him so but but i would say those two they're they're all they're all really good uh, but i would say those two are probably at the top of the list nice welcome nathan i guess we'll we'll make the covid Five minute rule, the ten minute rule. Thanks for what, did, what did I miss? <laughs> you missed. We were letting everybody in, but you were just close enough that the idea was we were going to sit here when other people got in and just pretend like this was what it was supposed to be, and they were just supposed to be <laughs> over there. But we couldn't just do it to you. So what we're talking about is your favorite. You know, look back over the year as construction dork. So you know, we figured this was the way to do it. Open it up to everybody um david thanks for joining us man what about you sure what, what what's your take on on the year what's your what's your kickback favorite thing what how's it been from the other side um you know i'm in learning mode because i know nothing and so i've tried my best against all my instincts to keep my mouth shut and you know take it in and uh you know doug doug's definitely a powerhouse uh, the ladies, you know, I, I totally agree with everything that's been said, but, you know, I, uh, I try not to look like a fool. So I'm, I'm just going to shut up and learn. <laughs> All right. We like that. Let me know how you do that. Cause I still struggle with that. Right. Yeah. I, it, it, it helps to have a, a, a little bit of the, uh, uh, the liquid involved here, but I got to take the dog to the vet after this. So I have to, uh, I'm eating my apple. That's my, that's yeah. what I'm enjoying right now. I don't know if it's fair to say that David is a slouch though. Like, I mean, this guy has, no. this guy like developed and runs a very successful uh, communication software for, for pipe cutting. Right. I mean, mm. so. Uh, 
for sure. Well, thanks. But I, I'm I'm actually new. You know, I've I've only been at it for less than a year and a half. So uh, I I feel like I'm just just barely getting out of the hole. That's all. This has been a tough year and a half too, man. If you're going to yeah. come in, this was not the time to come in. You don't I mean, know technology the maybe. Man. Yeah, no, I do, man. I, I started mine about a year ago and I'm still like, holy crap, man. How'd this all happen? <laughs> <laughs> happy to be above water. That's yeah. right. That's right. Awesome. Derek, man, you're, you're muted right now, but you can <clears throat> unmute and join in. How's it been on the other side? What's your favorite part so far? What do you guys want to see while we're talking to Derek? I also want you to think about what do you want to see in the future? You know, we're recording this obviously, and uh, we're looking for ideas for next year. What's been good. What's not been good. What can we do better? What do you want to see? But Derek, what's your look back at the year? I know it's been interesting listening to this podcast with working with Trent. So some of the stuff early on when you guys were bringing in, um, some of the guys that we've actually were working with currently on one of the jobs. So the, the one with TJ Chin was very interesting yeah. to me, with the, the precast and Trent and I have a lot of conversations about that and about how precast is, you know, we talk about doing fabrication a lot on everything. And I think concrete is one of those things that people just don't think about as being uh, prefabricated, but it's, it's, it's going to happen more and more. We're, we're going to run into this. Um, it was, there was a lot of learning for us on that job, but hearing TJ talk about that, I mean, that, that was a massive project to do precast concrete on. So to me that, it, and I'm a little biased because just because that's exactly where we're at with it, but um, I really enjoyed that one. But the, the Nick Espinosa one, the, that was a good one to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> then uh uh and then the one that with uh i forgot his name uh the guy knight the oh yeah her, jim knight, yeah. knight. That, was, that was a fantastic one yeah we can't forget about that one that was a great one too right yeah yeah was our they, first they've all been pretty great true yeah yeah i will i, I will like... point out that um that they all they all are um, incredible and I, I agree the one with terry and or tj and, and Warren, the the precast understanding that side of it um, but the numbers play out too everybody keeps pointing out to the dorkettes the numbers play out that that's the most watched listened to yeah uh, referred to podcast which um we we've joked there i've joked a couple times that maybe then we should just start the podcast and let everybody else talk because i think that's probably part of it if we just get out of the way they were they were phenomenal so we just need more of you guys to come on and we'll shut up and let you guys talk i agree i mean they well, they, they did it for us right i mean it was it was, it was phenomenal well they like they actually like planned and everything right they had a yeah. meeting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait wait go go figure the women actually planned and strategized right, to have yeah. a successful <laughs> podcast they like got together beforehand and like outlined everything right. and we're sitting here like Oh shit! Like, what are you? Doing? <laughs> we got a podcast in fifteen minutes, guys. What are we going to talk about? We were one minute going into this, and we go, "What was the plan again?" And Jonathan's like, "We need a plan." <laughs> it's the it's the show about nothing, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they made it about something, and it ended up being the most watched episode. Right? <laughs> so. Oh man, that's awesome. I actually like the TJ Chin one. I have to say, uh, he and Lauren Williams, I, I mean, she's a powerhouse as well. She, oh yeah. If she yeah. hadn't already been on for the, for the, for that episode, I would have brought her in for the Dorkettes as well. Right. Um, and she I, broke I had, the 
the uh, uh, yes. the cursing uh, record. <laughs> she, I, I actually had a meeting with her today and gave her props for the episode and said, uh, "Love the her. love the candor." She's like, "Yeah, I just I just I just can't help it. That's I I curse a lot." So. Yeah. Well, and education, right? So Travis and I had to learn how to, to label it explicit. <laughs> so it actually would go out. <laughs> but, but then we had a problem with the audio going out. We couldn't figure out if we had done the explicit wrong, et cetera. So, you know, she really forced us to learn. And then ever since, every episode, so you guys know, has been explicit. Before that, not. After mm -hmm. that, yes. So, Lauren, right. if you're listening, that one was down there for you. We Did we let it out that she had an active shooter thing going on at the time? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah. everybody saw that. that. No. I don't think no. people like uh. before the episode, she's like, hold on, we have an active shooter right now. <laughs> I might have to leave. That right. yeah. <laughs> you worry about we're, that. We'll take care of the podcast. We're like, we're like, no, we have you booked. You better <laughs> get your priorities straight. That's right. <laughs> She didn't look worked up at all. I mean, she looked like she probably wanted a better drink, but you know, other than that, she seemed cool with it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. She had an AR. I think she was still at work, <laughs> wasn't she? <laughs> she, yeah, was. she was still on the side. Yeah. She's like, hey guys, I may need to go here soon. I, there's apparently an active shooter on site. And we're like, yeah, I mean, you should go. Right. I don't know what that <laughs> Now we have to say, because we know where she worked, that it wasn't on her site, actually. Right. It was right. in yeah. the neighborhood, and it was ended before anything ever really happened. That should have made the blooper reel, for sure. Like was... <laughs> We weren't really doing the bloopers then. We started doing those later. Do you guys like, Nathan, you, you watch. Do you, do you like the bloopers that we do beforehand? Have you noticed in the video, if you rewatch it, there's bloopers or at the beginning of it that we that we cut it together? Or did I catch you that you haven't been listening? No, I, I have been listening. Uh, I, I do like the approach. Uh, sometimes I'm like, wait, when are we starting? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe, maybe we can like fit it within a time frame or something, you know, get, yeah. cap capture some nuggets from it. But yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, like, I like what you're doing with it. I mean, there, there's definitely... I mean, the more you listen to podcasts, they all have some sort of a format and a flow to it. And right. I think yeah, structure is not something we've figured out quite yet. Right. Right. So, yeah, but, so. the, but there's a natural flow to it. Um, and I think the best ones, the best ones are. That's oh, Brett, does Brett Young want the link? Is that what you're saying? Yes. DJ? Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm texting to try to get some others on here. <laughs> well, like we I, have, I, I have, can a, we watch him? Media folks, why can't we like post out the link to join it on social media? And we didn't want to do that. We wanted you to have to be a diehard and show up, <laughs> but I, I want to drum roll here because I'm going <clears> to <throat> let him in. This is one of my favorite folks that I saw him. He was like number two to sign up. DJ, nobody beat you. But number two to sign up, I'm promoting him in right now. The infamous Mark Decker. Uh, yes, well, that's because I joining. That's because I just texted him and told him to join us. Thank you very much. <laughs> cool. While he's well, thank you, Josh. Hey, no, you no credit though. No credit. No credit. Yeah. No. Joshua, uh, I'm not trying to take credit. <laughs> Hold on, Josh. You've been here and haven't got to say anything yet. Where are you joining us from? Yes, there's Mark that's Decker. That you had a Yingling on. The basement you. of Lakewood, Colorado. Ooh, oh. I made it. So I'm I'm a Pennsylvania boy. So my uh my parents actually drop off cases of beer every time they show up. <laughs> nice. So this, this comes across the state. Those are good parents. <laughs> that's, that's, that's love. That's love. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I think I've got one more case left to ration <laughs> off before they show up again. Um, awesome. but yeah, so I my favorite one was the coopetition one. 
Oh, yeah. Ah. Um, I think it, it hits a little bit more home to a general contractor on the competition side of things than I think a lot of you guys are a little bit more spe- specialized. Um, but that, that's been my favorite. And I think that was probably the first one of the first ones that I joined as a participant, not just a late night viewer. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, thanks, yeah, man. You guys, been, you guys have been awesome. Thank you. Hey, Josh has been really cool giving us good feedback, guys. Yeah, so it's great yeah he, he's been heavy in the, in the Q&A game and stuff, too, so. Very much Thanks. appreciate. I, I would say if everybody knows Mark Decker, but I think that's a that's a not so much a valid question. Every Mark Decker knows everybody. Hence, <laughs> hence, hence the uh, six degrees of Mark Decker. That's right. Only you say that, DJ. <laughs> but I, I'll take it. I don't know, man. Mark, it has been a long time. How are you doing, man? Good. I finally went out on a job site too, so I'm traveling for the first time in six months. It's nice. Nice to see everything still going yeah. and coming from the design side. So this is all new in a lot of different ways. He's, he switched sides. He's oh, now on the dark side. Oh, no, no. You guys, I went from architecture to construction to engineering. It's, it's scary, <laughs> but I like it. Software is the dark side, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's me. That's yeah. me. I'm, a, I'm on the dark side. Yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's a lot of people. <laughs> I can. I mean, I, we we drop our colors at the door, but yeah. <laughs> the dark side. It's really the... not that dark on this side, Mark. It's not that you dark. guys yeah. seen the lightning so power so of the dark side? Like the lightning power of the dark side is amazing. You guys should try it. <laughs> you guys should really. You should get it. You know what? I I think Travis could speak to this. I think the most interesting thing that I have seen being now on the software side and working with more customers. And especially like around this technology space is you start to realize there's there's still a, a lot of us out there who have a long ways to, to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned oh, that man. when I was doing right, Travis, wouldn't you agree with that? Like just yeah, when I was with... doing software development before that that was one of the fun things about being in software development, being in technology is like you you peek behind the curtains of some, you know fortune 50 companies and you kind of realize that they're just as fucked up as everybody else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe more. Right? I was going to say, I would, hazard, you guys... I would hazard it goes a little deeper. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, you open up that one door and the skeletons just start piling out. And they're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, hold that, hold that up. Like, hold that, shut that door, man. Don't open that thing. It's, uh, like, so we'll just say it's other other Travis, like just uh, getting a call sometimes and, and with customers and then they're like, oh, I'm not really that familiar with Navisworks. And you're like, oh, really? Well, this is this is going to be great. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this well, is Navis- now into a Navisworks trading session. Well, I mean, uh, Navisworks is pretty new though, DJ. So, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you should, the, hey, Trent, the only thing that has changed in the last few years is the logo. <laughs> well, they went from green to blue. It was like that... Uh, or yeah, <laughs> we could have Mark. Mark could talk about this all day long. He he's a huge Navisworks fan and has does Guess not have I'm, any list of, of things to do. Guess what I'm working on right now? Navisworks <laughs> training. <laughs> it's crazy. You're catching up those new updates that came out for 2021. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a huge, right. huge right. list of updates. Right. How how they blow yeah. our mind this year? It's a new it's a new <laughs> plugin for the design software. Is that the uh... No, we have model. We have a uh, coordination now and issue management. This is amazing stuff, right? There you go. Yeah, that sounds brand like, new. Sounds a lot like Revisto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Revisto, some bit drag. 
Procore's one, like yeah, Procore. there's yeah. yeah. We've all got some very good ones out there. Well, we have a new guest with us now. Who, might uh -oh. have... who needs to turn on his camera? Well, we have another one who hasn't turned on his camera, but we have another new guest who, if he didn't <clears throat> oh, have his I name there, yeah. I might not recognize him. Yeah. Mr. Bob, oh, Bob. Schneider first. Yeah. Bob. Still, still rocking the hat. Oh, you got your you, you're muted. muted though, Bob. Bob, are you trying to be Travis Allhouse? Or? I hear something funny. I hear something funny. I hear him. And, uh, the the beanie saves at least 15 years off, Bob. <laughs> I, I am Travis. Um, this is my Travis look. Uh, we had a meeting. I had a pretty long meeting today with Travis and all the all the guys at Revista. And uh, I, I like the look, and I think I'm going for his job now. So it's my job. <laughs> there you go. Nice. That's it. So that's it, Travis. So look out. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. I think I think Armand likes me better. Hey, can I can I ask a favor? Can I ask a favor, Travis Althouse? Can you donate some of your facial hair to Brett Young? Um, because Brett Young's facial hair is very scary. Brett, what happened? Brett, take it's December. Every December, he shaves. Do you wax, Brett? Is that the? No, it's been happening more often than you would like to like to realize or admit. I'm just surprised he's not cooking like a 30 course meal right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, every every year in December I shave, I call it my chin counting. <laughs> How many did you get up to in 2020? <laughs> the COVID chins. COVID chins. It's an exponential COVID chin. It's good to see you, Brett Young. How have you been, man? Uh, you know, hey Bob, I want to tell you if 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 your hat were Red and white, you look like Waldo. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'll take it. I'll take Waldo. <laughs> uh, with everybody leaving and turning their cameras off and on, they're moving around. So it is becoming yeah, it is getting crazy. Ready yeah, ready to go. The recording when we Brett, try you, to produce it's going to be interesting. It just got to drink more to really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I liked the trivia night where Brett was doing trivia while cooking this entire meal. It was, <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> Where's where's Walker? I don't where is know. Walker? I don't where's know. the ficus? Where's the? Where's the ficus? What is that? Oh. All right, oh. now it's a oh. <laughs> For those of you listening is in the podcast, that was oh. on live TV. <laughs> That's the baby vomited. That's generally that's generally what women do when they see Nathan. Oh, like, I didn't know what like oh, that poor baby took one look at all of us. And you can clean up, Nathan. You're good. Yeah. Oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> oh. As you can see, we, yeah. We have a lot of content in this episode. We're good. That's We're right. good. <laughs> uh, unscripted. Unscripted. <laughs> this is what happens when you go freeform. You look at the know. little. Look at little Nathan. Yeah. Look at that. No one ever barfed on Venom's show. Show it again. Uh, <laughs> right. I think Bob what brings up a good on? point. Yeah. Is that show still going on? Oh. oh. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Where's the boner? Uh, he said he was signed up, but you know him. He's probably triple booked. Mm. That's it? Yesterday. yesterday? I think he said he was signed I up. I think we should all text him and tell him to join. 
We could text him. Actually, he's probably at his own house and his internet's like Jonathan's, where we <laughs> yeah. comes and it goes. I think the only guy though, I know that you call him up for a, for a video call. He's like, all right, I got to drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Hang on, McDonald's is a mile away. All right, let's bring this back around to topic. What do you all want to see next year? Do you have an idea for an episode? Do you like what we've been doing? Has anybody even figured out that until this episode, we'd been doing an origin story and then a deep dive and then an origin story and then a deep dive? Yeah. Just to see what people like. We've been kind of alternating that a little bit, right? We're trying to. I'd like to see one on automation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you answers. have you have somebody who could actually show you that on this <laughs> show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's he's well, the like, one with uh, well, there's a couple people without it facial hair, but <laughs> he's the like, currently one with his camera off and muted. I guess that's what I could say. Yeah. Um, so are you are you gonna put your camera back on or probably not? He's been working on some pretty cool automation, automation yeah. stuff. And Brett, you there? Hold on, Derek. When you talk about that, what what would you like to see in particular? Like deep dive, practicing on automating a particular process, on general automation, like robotic product process automation. Uh, specifically, oh, yeah, I heard like robotic. I heard my um, name. Yeah, we're talking about maybe an episode on automation, Brett. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, now he's uh, interested. Well, well, the good news is I have a lot of cool automation. Um, the bad news is a lot of it's for uh, confidential clients <laughs> who are building things that they don't want to talk about what they're building. Um, but we can adapt it to do things. <laughs> I can show you examples that right, I can. I, I can. Um, I can show you auto routing in a milk processing plant or something instead of <laughs> what it really is. Well, things, uh, right? I mean, we're talking about the soft software side, the design side, the that all that, and then automation, you know, on shop floors and stuff where we're talking about pipe cutting or robotic welding or anything like that too. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways that we can talk about automation. Yeah, yeah. and David, David's a good a good point of contact for that too, right? I mean, yeah, I'm game. Uh, Derek, is that covering what you were thinking? Yeah, well, I mean, like some of the stuff, I, like I teach a BIM class, and one of the things that we do is we we have the guys in that class um, each week. They come up with something where technology, it, how it's impacting the construction world, and uh, one of the ones that's come up a lot is like the automatic automated bricklayer stuff. <laughs> um, the guys from yeah. I just saw one where they've got an automated painter, like, and it's, it's cool to see, right. you know, some of these stuff. I'm like, man, you know, there's a what, joke there. What too, other right stuff now. is out there that's that's coming down the pipe? I just saw that. Like, did you guys see the 3D printer that scans the surface that it's going to print on and can like print what used to be what a plasterer would do, like an art style plasterer doing that really intricate work, and now they can 3D print that straight on the surfaces. They were they were like demoing that for a while. I'm like, nah, no one's actually doing this. And they they started zooming out, and it hadn't done like a room or two. It had done an entire building of basically a custom interior that was all 
you know, 3D printed plaster on the, the walls, on the stone, everything mm. else. So they're getting crazy with that. One of the mm-hmm. things that I thought was cool is they showed you how their robot saw what it was what it was going to 3D print on. And it was awesome because it looked just like what we see when we're inside like one of those. Uh, if you ever look in like an AR kit, you see all the triangulated surfaces and that's all it could see. And it was just, it was really cool, man. I, I think that I think hopefully next year we start to see some of that really come together. So I see, I see probably a couple potential episodes there, right? Like Derek saying, maybe, you know, automation on the job site and then talking about with um, like David, you know, on the call here and, and some of the, not just David uh, in the cutting world, but maybe guys like Novark and the, the robo, what, you know, there's a lot of automation uh, that's existed in the manufacturing world that's now making it to mm-hmm. construction fabrication, right? So right. Um, uh, without, without preaching the products too much in an episode, but we could bring people in and, and kind of just talk about what the hell's happening. That I could mean, be yeah. pretty interesting I, too, if we can get somebody from like a manufacturing side to talk about the process. Like let's talk yeah. about the process, the layout, the flow. I mean- because we've talked about it internally in our own company a couple of times, like let's bring in some people. We, we have a, a fairly solid manufacturing base in the area that I work in or live in. Um, you know, how do we, why don't we bring somebody in like that and, and talk about the way we set up our shops and everything? Yeah. We're, we're highly variable. We, we don't do a hundred thousand widgets in a day, but somebody with a mind like that should, you know, we, we have, we have a Chrysler plant right here. Like let's bring some of those people in and, and we do work for Chrysler. Let's reciprocate that back and let's have them come talk to us. Right. I can actually think of a couple that have come into construction that are doing things that might be interested in even coming on that have done like enclosure automation manufacturing now um, for facades and whatnot mm. that might be even interested in it. They were they were doing a lot of a lot of work on AI on what looking at what the optimal how how things go through and and looking for improvement. So that might well, be we talked little... to about a little bit with with Darren Young too. He comes from the the, the granite. I mean, he's been out mm-hmm. of it for a little bit, but he had, he he had those workflows as well. Sure. Yep. So maybe if uh, if any of the any of the dorks out there, that you know, we we've got the dork net, network. We got the connections. If anybody knows, you know, maybe somebody knows someone from Detroit, the automotive industry, or something. I those guys come to mind. You know, maybe bringing someone in that. We'll get Elon. We'll get Elon. Yeah, let me text him. Let me um, Yeah. Sarah has a factory. They have a wall panel factory. They've actually torn their first one down and built the second one. So that'd be interesting to have a speak to that. I don't know how far along it is or how proven out it is. You know, they're still a newer company, but I know they're doing some serious manufacturing. Does anybody see the guys at Modern Niagara at all? I know them. I've talked to them a bit, but it's been a little while. They're, they have a pretty qu- top secret fab shop going on that they're trying to build out. It's uh, they're they're forward thinkers. Robo- Twelve robots. Yeah. Twelve robots, automated carts, moving carts. Hmm. Uh, about seven to eight million dollar fabrication shop, just for carbon stainless welding and processing. Hey, and no kidding. Out. Uh, so they're probably not going to share that much with us. <laughs> I saw the automation because we're working with somebody, the same company that's doing that to do something with our copper crap. And uh, he showed me some examples of what they're doing. It's freaking crazy. 
But I think we're, we're talking we're about maybe the, we reach out to someone outside of the industry and yeah. um, kind of with that old school manufacturing mentality, just maybe for, for those of us that, you know, construction's a little behind the game and some of that, and maybe we can learn, uh, could be a good conversation point. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like trending on that digital prototyping, the digital twin conversation. I, I still bristle a little bit about, but that's kind of where, you know, where, where that's kind of lending itself love to. Um, one of the, what I'd like to see, which I think is, we've got some, some dorks out there who do this stuff too, is some of the reality capture and talk about that. It seems to be catching on a little bit more. And I've seen some of the um, LinkedIn posts that um, I think it's Merrick uh, has been shown like the capabilities of the new iPhone and been being able to pick up some some scanning and stuff like that, like you know, yeah, with the lidar, yeah, yeah, with the lidar, but even just reality capture uh, best practices or just discussions out there with the combination. I think of three sixty photos, terrestrial scanners, and then even just like scanning on your on your iPhone or some stuff like that. I think that could be some some good thought provoking conversation. Yeah, that would be merit merit faster with Argyle technology. No, I think that was, uh, I think Matt's the one that's been, because he had a webinar yesterday and he was kind okay, of- Okay, so I'm, yes, thank you, Travis. Yeah. Or, but still, both those guys would be awesome to have on. It's the guy from Nexus, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay, so I got I got the name wrong, but yeah, he's been posting some pretty interesting stuff from his office watched, of like scanning the phone. It's pretty sweet. I watched the full webinar yesterday. It was great. Yeah. Okay. What, what it's created for, and I was talking to Jonathan about this earlier, is- so you can like scan a chair and then move the chair in your room and like see how it's going to look in like AR. That's why Apple made that. It's just kind of cool. All of our minds are probably immediately like, okay, I want to scan a mechanical room. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bring it into Revit, like immediately. It's not there well, yet, but it is cool for like stuff you missed, you know. I can almost see it helping you. I see it more inside of like the, location-based like actually like placing you inside a space knowing like where some distances are so you could actually kind of figure out where where you are like it's triangling your position but there would probably still need to be some other tech to kind of back that up whether it's using uh waps or bluetooth trackers or something to help kind of triangulate but now you can actually like set yourself in the space and then it could say oh you're actually 10 and a half feet from that wall let me actually Right. Get you much closer yeah. there. Right. I can reach that refrigerator. Oh wall. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the idea behind the be a great stuff. conversation. <laughs> yeah. You could place yourself at your desk for 12 hours a day. It's <laughs> 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 the new COVID. That's what Travis does anyway. <laughs> you just slide like, yourself to work. No, it's like those Zoom backgrounds where it just is you and you like nod your head every once in a while, things like that. So you can actually yeah. step away from the <laughs> meeting. Yeah. It would still be. Still my favorite one of all where the kid loaded up the picture where it said connecting dot 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 yeah. <laughs> but he spelled connecting wrong right. <laughs> like I it's like that's perfect oh man that's awesome all right so that was some really good ideas um are we going hey, dj to- yeah um just so you know like bob uh down there made me a test rig to test scanners against so we have like a test rig that has like all these different materials and everything and we've been running it against 
photogrammatics against time of flight against all of these different types of scanners mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll let you check it out it actually is all it's all how to house it in a virtual reality environment that we just got the okay to roll out to some people so i'll, I'll awesome. let you play in that's yeah. actually another really good topic the cpc thing you did with like the virtual sort of conference and, and thing like that, that's i think that's yeah. that's pretty forward awesome. thinking that's that was awesome. very very cool you want me to share it john I have it open. Um, not the, you reality. can if you want, man. But basically, what we did is we threw it all into Revisto, so you can go in virtually and see all of these different <laughs> scanners head to head. Like, how does it look on the same thing scanned at different distances, all head to head? Like, like it's pretty cool. So, like, you yeah. can see the ones like Pharaoh from seventy yards, man, is garbage. You know, that one was the Matterport. If you want to know what Matterport will really do for you. It was, it was pretty neat. I got to do a bunch of them. And Bob made me this skid, man. He did a freaking phenomenal job. It actually says MEP right on it. <laughs> yeah, here's the good one. That is awesome. Yeah, show us the good one. Yeah, which, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay, so, so that is the good one, but that's not the good one. Go one more over to your right. Oh, that's the super good one? That that there, man, There's is no more the... Fight. Yeah, that's, that's the S70, the dude. And yeah that's awesome and then there that's re that's really cool information though right guys right? i mean yeah and it's not it's not dissing any of the other ones right you you have you're nope. spoiled for choice what what level do you need what what fits your business need the best right, right. i mean we're completely agnostic to um yeah, you, to companies you see here, right? I mean, that's the lidar one that red one this is lidar that's what lidar is 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 reporting that's a geoslam huh. So that's LIDAR at a running pace. So we ran by it as fast as we oh. <laughs> Holy crap, that's awesome. They said they could do 20 miles per hour. So we just ran by it. Um, it's, it's, it's tried to figure out video of that. That would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> we do have video of that. You'll see <laughs> it. Running by. Was it any better if you stood still? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it just doesn't, it's building meshes. So like, I think it would be better in mesh. But it was cool, man. And you get to see, like, people think that they're going to get these beautiful scans. And this is the way to sort of see oh, what you're yeah. actually going to get. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is very cool. That's another thing we could talk about, too. Is you're part of such a cool thing. We could bring, um, bring some different meshing platforms in, too, and talk about. Because, uh, I mean, Autodesk has kind of discontinued meshing. Um, well, recap's going away. So. Exactly. So yeah. that's a whole nother platform that we can talk about because I don't think the need for a mesh is gone, right? I mean, no. No. there's people who want that. Um, what there's Sintu, which is Sintu. which was started by yeah, Dominique, right? And he, he was at Autodesk. Um, what was the, I know there's a couple other ones. That, that actually would be another good topic to talk about too is yeah. sometimes you just need a quick, a quick if, mesh anybody, just to represent something. Has anybody used point views? That was or the other one I was going to say. Yeah, it puts like the IFC category to it. So it automatically finds like if you have an air tank, it knows nice. that that's an air tank. Nice. Really? Yeah. It'll split your point cloud into like little mesh objects. It's pretty That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, um, check it out. Alex, Alex at McCarthy oh. showed that off. Cool. In a webinar. And, and with an IFC, I mean, that, that's valid anywhere. So, right. Uh, There's a uh, cloud wanna, compare, which is open source too. Cloud compare. 
Yeah. I'm oh, just yeah. going to pause quick and in anybody that, that hasn't been to an event with us, these are the actual conversations that we have around the bar. You're, you're not <laughs> yeah, having exactly. any, right? Like we, we, we do these podcasts, we, we try to pick a topic and stick to it, but these are the actual types of conversations that we have when we're, we're sitting around at these events and that's what we're trying to recreate there. So I just wanted to throw that's that hard. out. And I would really do see- nerd out. I would definitely say DJ is right with the phone. I'm looking at the same thing up for you, DJ is like, they have some ways to triangulate where you're at, like zero key. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, man. Go check out zero key. It is the closest you can triangulate where your hand is in, in, in those rooms. And you get this this really awesome thing. If if you get a chance to talk to Jeff Elwell, he's about to do something really crazy with zero key and the ghost robotics dog, um, which is the, the the actual like the affordable version of the boston dynamics dog you know like the one that we can actually use the legs come off and how much how much is that bad boy the the boston dynamics one yeah you can lease it and it's going to be 64 grand for like a like i like how long was it who didn't somebody on the show already get do one yeah i was looking at you travis did you already do a dog me Uh, Original Travis or old Travis? <laughs> OT. No, no, no. You got to enable him right. OT. Or is- Tristan doesn't have a dog. No. Morrison has a dog. I mean, yeah. we, we, talk, we tried to talk a couple of times, but we never really got pricing points. Dude, some of those other dogs are looking like they're going to hit around 40 grand each, and they're going to be somewhat autonomous. So that's really cool. And that's know, a I mean, cool that's talking usable. point, you know, for um, for some of us, you know, the contractors that aren't massive right i mean because that's a heck of an investment for uh for somebody who doesn't really have a true use case yet um so well, well we whatever happened take- to like doxel or alive.ai and those like rovers those kind Doxel's, of doxel's gone from what i understand doxel's right? gone, gone yeah. and alive is gone I know too alive is i didn't know Alive is gone was. but i was pretty sure doxel is, has ended recently and you can now buy spot for seventy four thousand five hundred dollars Okay. Can you really so, buy it or is it lease? Well, I don't, that was what Boston Dynamics put out on the verge. Um, yeah. But then I know Trimble got, took over the deal um, mm. and they're actually the hardware vendor now. Uh, you have to get really? you something about them on the podcast, on the crew, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where we covered it. So okay. um, there's the JBot too by, by Hilton. Yeah. Have you right. guys, that, I, that, that's we kind of cool. That a little bit. Yeah. The well, only deal is you, you, it, you have to like kind of park it and use a trimble also mm-hmm. or, or a, a laser station also. And then it only does like a six foot radius before it can move. So it, it's still limited, mm-hmm. you know, but has, very cool. Has LL played around with any of those, John, or he just played around with the J bot. Did he with the Hilti one? Yeah. I've been having a hard, hard time getting them to respond back to me about getting it out and trying it out. Uh, man, give him a call. I bet you'd okay. be able to help you out there. We should try to get Jeff in here more. Yeah. You guys, yes. you guys have seen the, seen the 360 camera on the drone, right? You should. Uh, what now? <laughs> oh, that's that's BS though, right? The, what, the, the, the one from Ring Robotics or Ring? That, no, that's... the one the one that I rigged up at Spain. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that one's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seen that, right? Probably huh? similar to what Todd Wynn did at Rogers O'Brien back in the day. I'll show yeah. yeah, I tried That's... to copy that and it did not work. I just yeah, I had a Google cardboard and and put on the YouTube and it worked. 
Oh, dude, this thing made me sick in like a minute <laughs> yeah, and a half. We tried, it was like, we tried it on an Oculus to be yeah, able to uh, see the stuff Turn it back. off, turn it off, turn it off. Oh, jeez, it was horrible. <laughs> what is that? Was, that's brutal. awesome, Travis. That's that's yeah. legit. That's really this cool. Was a, this was a John challenge from, well, I guess from I just some... uploaded it like a year ago. but Yeah. We made the launcher out of PVC pipe. The Fab Shop helped me make the launcher. And then... Now we got, you can see how fast I'm going, the height, the lake was frozen. <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's pretty cool. But, but I think, John, didn't you 3D print the, like, attacher for this? Yeah. Yeah, we made up an attach. It, it was all kinds of fun, man. I, I will say <laughs> this, though. We tried to put it, again, in virtual. And in virtual reality, it just, it was like a sick machine. Like, oh, within God. minutes, you wanted to vomit. Where you have to look and everything's moving around you in virtual reality, <sighs> that's when there's a problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> it was bad. I thought you guys were talking about, you know, ring that company ring put out that commercial about this drone. That's going to go around your house autonomously with the 360 oh, yeah. camera. Thank you. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I looked at that and I was like, I'm not sure if that's, that's not baloney, but My I hope cat would love it. I'd love it. It'd be awesome. You know, Travis, I'm looking on the right-hand side at your YouTube recommendations. You're kind of all over the place there. <laughs> Yeah, see, you're a friend. you're a Ross Geller fan. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like Friends? Friends is a good show. <laughs> What's this one? Who's Zafia? I don't know. <laughs> only sixteen, but she she's only sixteen. Watch a lot of singing stuff. Yeah. I love how that's a disclaimer. Careful, don't yeah. scroll. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to go scroll too far. Do not scroll any farther. <laughs> Things you learn when demoing live. Don't right, use right. your search bar. <laughs> Auto complete is not your friend. Um, but I do hear something out of this from watching. I don't want to Travis anymore. This is what we're doing here. So what you're doing, Travis, I, I, I hear a DIY in construction episode. That, that would, would be that, that would be good. good. Oh, that would be good one, be man. Crazy. I don't think it's just one episode. No. Yeah, you're probably right, DJ. You could call it I like mean, a mad scientist. Mad, like, you can't steal that term. Someone, might be, someone might have that, that, might that trademark. Oh, who's got yeah. that trademark? I've, I've oh no, that Nathan doesn't own that one. No, no, no. <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else. I am intentionally not trademarking anything, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you guys always give me shit about it. <laughs> just Hashtag messing with you buddy the last planner trademark <laughs> open bim trademarked no we're not going to trademark any of that shit just <laughs> construction oh, we, dorks we know you love you yeah yeah just wait till construction dorks gets to trademark right. before cbc does hillegas <laughs> oh, might beat us all to it so <laughs> No, but he's singular. He he's the he's construction dork, right. and we are the construction dork. Mm. It'll come up differently when you follow it because he doesn't do dorks. He does dork mm. singular. Mm. I like the DIY idea, and I Trent, I like what you're talking about earlier when we were talking about trying to um, for the the small to medium sized contractors, the ones that don't have a lot of budgets. Like what what can you pull off, right? Mm -hmm. what, what's yeah. out there? What are the different pricing models between leasing a robot or, or buying one, you know, and, and how do you justify paying for that? Right, yeah. exactly. That, the whole story of that 360 camera on the drone is pretty funny because it was basically, I think John did like a POC with, with somebody with a camera and was like, I, I don't like what this does for what we got it for. So try to do something cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that was the, that was the, there's too much tech sitting on my desk. I need somebody <laughs> to do something with this. <laughs> I like I, it was born. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a bad problem to have, though, John. No. I mean, oh, um, uh, but if you had seen like all the like stupid things that we had tried with that, like floating it down a pipe. <laughs> Like, okay, so yeah. you can hit video, 360 video, you can put a little light there and you can float it down a 24 inch pipe and determine where all of the problems are. And yeah, it was like- You gotta use the Fly 360 camera, the little black golf ball. That would be oh, freaking beautiful. Well, be even some of the GoPros, you can set them up to do some of those odd environments and just drop them in. But I don't know, I, I think there should be another one on what's the biggest, most expensive mistake you've done mm -hmm. in DIY. Cause I totally destroyed a Pharaoh once. <laughs> <laughs> like to the point where I had to call the insurance company and be like, hey, can you fix this? Cause it's oh, trash. No. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it's only, only 30 grand, why not? I heard, I heard a story about why I won't name names but somebody wrecked, I think it was a, a Leica and a Pharaoh within the same week oh, no. uh, you, you didn't learn your lesson on the first one come on no, that wasn't me that wasn't me i was ready to sacrifice myself even though my boss said it's it's okay if, if the scanner's falling like it's just a scanner we can replace i was like well that's bullshit because um i probably get fired for, for wrecking a hundred thousand dollar scanner so I'll, I'll i'll like cushion the fall like i'll fall first let the scanner fall on top of me uh, just so you, did, you did the crap, you, you grabbed it and rolled over on your back so you would land on your back, right? There's there's a couple of times, just, you know, because doing a lot of scanning and you're setting up a bunch of stations, you know, first they tell you like, okay, take it off, unscrew the tripe rack, pull it off, set it down, then go set your thing up. And I was like, man, that's bullshit. I just picked the whole thing up and just start carrying it across and quickly set it up, even though you know that's not the way you're supposed to do it. But I was like, I can do like twice as many scans if I don't have to actually like follow safety procedures yeah i got a scan back and it showed the top of this pipe rack and i'm like how'd you get the top of the pipe rack that's like 40 feet in the air the don't dude ask. started laughing and i was like don't laugh man i do not want to hear that you climbed up there with my scanner and we're sitting on top of there dude was doing it it's like oh. we've done we've done yeah that's that's probably it that's probably a good episode too it's like it, talking to people about some of this the most precarious things they've done, like I, just to just to get a good laser scan. Like I we we got one of those um um gosh I can't remember it's one of those telescopic tripods and we had a yeah. uh, we had a P20 so you had to get one of those beefy ones but that they get up to like 13 feet but it get a wobble mm -hmm. so you try to figure out how to get up there get the wobble get adjusted you know and you're totally like if, if a safety guy came by like that's it you'd be like okay you're off the job site like go away you're just trying to like, I just need to get up there to get this scan because I know like that's important. I, I think that would be a dream get for me. So I, I have a, a mask because Mike Rowe puts out these the face masks now that say safety third. And I think Jeff, you guys had him on the contact crew from Con Expo or something like that. But yep. just an episode was safety third and, and just talk about all the things that we probably couldn't record it. We couldn't release it, but all the things that, that OSHA shouldn't really know that we do. Like uh, like dirty jobs, micro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. No. That's a good episode. Right. I saw this. Yeah. He did a bunch of those. Yeah. How about construction have... lunches? Huh? What people eat for lunch? <laughs> what's what's lunch? <laughs> right. Uh... No. Right. Oh. Yeah. No. No. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Go cook a chicken. <laughs> 
could we do a cooking show with Brett? Just one. We could. Yeah, we could, you'd yeah. be impressed. Yeah, I, I, I've, uh, I can creme brulee with a plumbing torch. <laughs> he has. I have. Yeah. We need to get you a, an a, an XR10 on, and we can all Skype in and watch you make the meal through your own eyes while you creme brulee it. All I, of that. I can duct tape a GoPro to my forehead. No. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this 3D printed creme brulee. <laughs> oh man! How about I tool testing? Grow. Tool testing would be a good uh, would be a good show. Live tool testing, huh? <laughs> what if we or, had, uh, uh, one further of the tool testing? What if we had like material testing where we just break stuff? Huh? Like, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Break, break. Yeah. And I don't know what the goal would be, but it would be. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> just we just want to break shit episode, just to, just to break it. Yeah. It's almost like Office Space, like the, the printer right. that you hate, just take it out back and just beat the hell out of the printer. Right. PC yeah. load letter. We had a class in college where we PC had, load letter. we had like a, one of those machines that squeezes stuff. And then it does like a, I think it was tensile testing or something, tensile yep. strength. Yeah. And we just yeah. broke whatever we wanted. We definitely, <laughs> definitely broke stuff we weren't supposed to, but it was leave in it, the name of science. Leave it to Althaus to take us to Beavis and Butthead level. And right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break stuff. Break stuff. Break stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm okay, teaching, I'm teaching that class now. Are so, you? Yeah, construction I'm... design at my alma mater. Teaching nice. a couple courses in it. So, <laughs> I came in and you were my professor. I'd probably turn the fuck around. <laughs> I'm paying for this shit. I'm like, no way, man. That's not happening. <laughs> Why did I sign up for Grizzly Adams' great grandson? What the hell's going on here? Yeah. What about uh, episode with like, um, you know, like what Derek was was on the call, but but like something to talk about specifically with work with the with the union trades and things like that like what what bowen's been doing with nika um like what derek's doing locally um or even like um sean mcguire bone together yeah. and oh, not yeah. to hear yeah. tahira is transferring over to nika yeah she'd, she'd be good okay I, around before i agree I with that 100 dj i think we could get um you know names that come to mind would be sean and and even derek on the call i mean you mm -hmm. know Derek's a uh, we got Mike Z, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Mike so, yeah. Z, Ken Schneider, yeah, that yeah. would be a good one. Stefan, Stefan yeah, would be Stephane a good one. Stefan would yeah, be a real that's right. one. Stephane. Uh, Eric Posey, it's another one that comes to mind, yeah. But maybe one for on the mechanical, one on the electrical side. I mean, that is Lonnie. Lonnie is not still with. Is he still with Nika? No, he's not. No, he's San, he's, he's with Sanveo. Sanveo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Oh. But I mean, that's, I think that's also kind of important, important thing there. Like some of the stuff like, you know, in, in, in getting to know Trent and then getting to know like Derek and then Derek sharing like some of the stuff he's been doing on the training side. Like that's, that's where like us tech guys, like that, that, that's a big help because he's actually doing the introductions early in there. And so they, they come to the field with like already somewhat of a, of, of a knowledge and not so much intimidation by, by the technology. For sure. For yeah, sure. No, that's a good one. Yeah, I know, Derek. You're still here, aren't you? You, you'd definitely be willing for that. I'm sure. No, he dropped off. Dropped off. Did he? Oh, 
come on. I mean, we, we could even have a dark side episode and seriously call it the dark side episode and not software, but like have Decker and talk about, or even, I know we had an architect, uh, who was the architect that was on um, before? Okay, so it's Josh. Um, yeah, but yeah. talking about talking about even just some of the some of the design side of of all of this stuff and where you know because we talk about the construction, but even some just some of the some things that are happening on the design side. Yeah, if you guys want to really nerd out, we can talk about RPA, which is uh, the uh, robotic process automation, where you can actually get software to do repetitive tasks on your computer for you. That's what we're kind of getting into and getting all these things that we'd have to pass back and forth from software to software automated, make that all go away. We, we were talking, me and Jeff were talking about that because there's like a million of them left over from, I mean, from like 2000, they came out with a bunch of these little ones that kind of fell by the wayside. People don't use them anymore. And I still have them on my computer, like doing all my legwork because I don't like to do any of that crap. So that would be a fun, like, like, what are your ways to hack through all of the busy work in your life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that is, that is, as it's horrible to deal with. Like when Dynamo came out, I about lost my head because all of a sudden I didn't have to label stuff anymore. And you know, like you can write a script for just about anything you want to do. That's repetitive. Like, like a show yeah. on zip, like sharing your favorite zaps or, or like yeah. workflow. Yeah. Like that. That, that could be a pretty good. Yeah. I want to see Brett Young's little, you know, pocket of tools he's got hidden somewhere on his computer. <laughs> yeah. He writes yeah. them all himself. And we Walker's had, we, got a good one. We did have Miles Martin on really early in the LOD episode. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone talked to him recently? How's he doing? I, I haven't talked to him recently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Jacinda, I see Jacinda, you, you joined a little bit ago. Um, I don't know how much of a, a fan you've been, but is there anything we're kind of talking about future of the podcast and how many episodes from, from your end? Is there anything that you would like to see? Oh my goodness. That's a big question. <laughs> um, I'd like to hear more about the future of the, of the market. Especially after the COVID and everything like yeah. that, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty interesting. I don't think we've ever needed to really kind of talk from the business side. Of, That's of, a real topic. I mean, yeah. sure you want to go there? Right. Right? Yeah. I don't know. This we're, oh, we're nah. like... <laughs> That's too real for us. <laughs> Dorkonomics, what we want it to be. Well, and what kind of what kind of people will we get for that? We would try to find owners. We would try to find investors. I mean, like, because I know it'd be interesting. We could go after the venture cap side too, and and I know a bunch of them, and they have economists, so mm -hmm. we could grab a venture cap and an economist. Or Nathan, I mean, be kind of interesting to go down the prairie dog side of things and see if they've got anybody. You you've been playing around in there. Playing around is probably the wrong term for that, but you've been working in that world. Pete Dumont loves to talk, man. Yeah, no, he'd be a fun one to have on. Jeez, you, I, I don't know that I can wrangle Dumont. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know Alice watches pretty often, and she's over with Brick and Mortar. She'd be yeah. fun yeah. to have on. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, man, no one, they, they have this huge arsenal of emergent technology that they talk about that like half of it, you're like, Oh, you know, I was thinking about doing this and they have 20 answers for doing that, that are emerging onto the market right now, you know? Yep. And Ferguson too. We can, uh, I know the Ferguson folks, we want to pull that in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's Blake or somebody. Right. Blake lose. Yeah. I'd be interested in hearing, you know, Travis, you brought it up about 
uh, education. Like, what are we teaching the new the new generation of kids coming out of college mm-hmm. and into into the field? Right. Yeah. I saw yeah, that's, an interesting yeah. post about somebody sharing about like when they're going and doing job fairs for for looking for for newer construction professionals. Ninety percent of them are looking to go into ops, and only that last ten percent are looking in the pre-con estimating kind of side of things. That was that was me. I was going. Was that you? The only option. I was construction management, so that was the only option. I just liked Revit, you know. I just found my way by fate. I guess. I I found out from from one of our engineers from MSOE that um, I think Purdue is the only university right now offering a minor in BIM. So I I reached out to that guy for for uh, work stuff, but. Kind of I thought A and M was was doing one, and there were some others. Well, Cal Poly I, yeah. might have okay. had something along those lines. Yeah, you know, we should but, we we should bring someone like that on. That would I be, could easily get one yeah. of the the professors I'm working with on that course at Ohio Northern. Maybe that would be great. And yeah, I would be good. I've been working with them driving technology for the last two years now. So get a panel of academia. Yeah, talk about yeah. what is the role of university to help spread the message. And yeah. yeah. We awesome. should get Sasha. Sasha. Sasha needs to be on the show. Well, and maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, and maybe, maybe the Dork Movement could, you know, try to to funnel their criteria a little bit. You know, maybe we could, right. maybe we could try to help to give yeah. them some ideas. Some well, I think it's a, I think it's a, a dual movement. Like we we have yeah. in this in this network. I mean, we obviously have a lot of. Uh, we're very he- heavily trade focused, and then but we need also need the from the, the university level, like we got to find a way to balance that all at all. Yeah, I could bring, yeah, that would be sweet. Our head of customer success is actually still a teacher at, uh, and he's teaching and estimating. So that'd and be kind of cool. Is that's exactly what we're talking about is getting something a little bit outside of the realm. So that would be cool. Yeah. I Gustav Chodo, I can, I can bring him in for sure. Yeah. yeah you, guys fun to talk a, to. you could do a full blown collegiate, uh, yeah. version. Right. Where our college stuff. And, you know, or, I mean, you could even like, like even do one, which would be kind of cool. Focus on the uh, the AAC, the AAC competitions. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the things that 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 happen there. I mean, because that's where a lot of a lot of the talent, the you know, a lot of those um, young students go in there and show off their talents, right? That's why there's a bunch. You know, of course, it's different now, but that's where that was like the big recruiting fair. You'd go there and be like, oh wow, that guy like crushed it during the interview process and i i know that you know students will walk away with offers from that from that competition because they they actually impressed we've been finding a lot of uh, community colleges picking up uh, individuals who aren't able to work in the trades anymore whether they got laid off or injured or whatever and they're teaching this construction technology because it it's taking the pipe fitter and putting them right where the pipe fitter yeah can plan the work the right way right Oh yeah, man. That was the game is, can you get, find somebody who wants to come into the office? Who's at that point where they have a good experience base that's willing to tub to Sal, Sal, get out of the seat, get get out of the seat and let me, let me in there to type, you know, that was my favorite man on AU this year. Sal's like, that's his story. And that's who you just said it, Jonathan. I was pissed. He was on the list. Sal D'Ambrosia, if you're listening to this, we're mad at you because you should be up here, man. You should be talking to people. Cause they need to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And then take, um, we could take that episode or, or whatever we do with that university platform. And then, and then tie that into another episode with 
you know, like Ken Schneider or Derek or, or, or those guys with the UA or, or uh, uh, with the IBEW or NECA or all those. And, you know, let, let's connect those dots. I mean, because the, the union organization, the trade organizations could potentially recruit college grads to that. I mean, there, there's no shame in going through college and then going through the trade. I don't think, I mean, and oh, there, no. there is absolutely to me that it might be perceived as a, as a backward transition right now, but that's very much a lateral or forward transition in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if I heard it on, math. I'm not sure if I heard it on this podcast or a different podcast, but somebody had brought up the easiest way to bring BIM to the field is to bring the field to BIM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's easier. To and Doug, Doug Smith can, can, Doug Smith can definitely talk about that when he yeah. started DSI and now we have 90 detailers or right. whatever the right. number is like, and, and the process that, that he went through to actually build, build that group out. Like that's, that's, that's what they, that's what they did. They brought the guys who were, couldn't no longer work in the field or just didn't want to work in the field anymore and took that, um, like the true construction knowledge, which is seems that I think that's sometimes the big lacking thing um, in our space is guys that actually know how to build make make some of the best actual coordinators out there because they they ask the questions. Like you know, sometimes you could get a guy in there who draws a bunch of chilled water pipe and it's got like seventy five fins in it, and you're like, someone else come in and go, that's not possible because you're gonna like have so much pressure loss and you're gonna lose a bunch of things. Like even though it's clash free, that's that, that, that doesn't work. And right. if, if somebody that, you know, what, what happens on, unfortunately on the GC side, sometimes it's like, like, Hey kid, you know how to turn a computer on? Guess what? You're, you're running BIM coordination for this project. <laughs> and then you've got all the old, you know, and then you got the trades. Yeah. It still happens. Unfortunately, then you get all the trades who have these like grizzled veterans who are like, Oh geez, this is, this is going to be fun. But, well, um, I'll tell you, but not just trying to get it functional, right. DJ, but one, one thing those guys bring to it too is, uh, what, what I preach to management at North Mechanical all the time is in those coordination meetings, there are real time money lost, money gain decisions happening by the minute. I mean, yep. when you're in those meetings and changes are happening, those are, that that's real money and it's happening very quickly. So if yeah. you don't have a representative in there who understands that cost implication, Yep. that you can get caught on the wrong side of that. I mean, very quickly. It makes me think a, of that when you have the design video. Team, wait a second, you actually modeled what I drew? Yeah, <laughs> shocker. No, I, it makes, it reminds me of that video that started out a while ago from, from the Lean, uh, Lean Institute or whatever, and it was about the BIM coordination meeting and, and the guys and the electrical guy or the mechanical guy picks up the phone and says, hey, can I move our duct over a quarter of an inch for the conduit? And the project manager's like out on the golf course like, you know, and that's, that's actually like stuff that happens. Like, you know, those decisions like that, that if somebody's not running it right, it's like, oh, we're going to move this much more expensive piece of ductwork for a stick of conduit. Cause you know, that, that doesn't, that doesn't always make, yeah. Yeah. Uh, make, make the most sense. Right. It or even like, time. exactly. But even, there's even been times when, when I've um, been coordinating stuff, you, you know, you, you coordinate all the big, the big ductwork, big mains and stuff like that. And then you try to go through your, your distribution systems and smaller pipe, but sometimes something comes up where they got to go through. And now that duct that you've released is um, needs to change or something like that. Then that's where you actually have to have a, like 
like like you said, like the decision makers are phone, like, is it cheaper for us to reroute the entire, let's say, large power conduit, or is it cheaper for, for me to pay the mechanical guy to throw away that section or two sections of ductwork and create an offset so we can get underneath there? That's that's where I just think that that's part of like that, I guess the experience and the skill that's still that's why BIM coordination is still where it is 10 years from where it was 10 years ago. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we, we have, like you said, that experience in the field is hard one, but I remember it was, uh, was in 96, 96, I was teaching AutoCAD to manufacturers and they were bringing in everybody who was laid off to learn how to draw. And I think that that pushed them forward and we haven't quite caught on. Like we we're always kind of catching up to some of the manufacturing stuff, but they they had a big movement to re re-educate all the people that were coming off of, of their or out of their businesses. And I feel like that should be our job on the job site. The second somebody comes off, get them into an educational system where we can use all that hard won knowledge. Cause there are very few people that are good at layout to begin with. And you get one of those guys and teach them how to use BIM. They're like Superman, you know? Right. So, yeah. so John, Mark, great question, right? So I listen to everybody talking. So what, what, what makes the perfect coordination draftsman, collegiate designer, call whatever the person is, the person sitting in the room, what are the things that make that person perfect person? And, you know, listening, you got to be, you got to be salesman, you got to sell your ideas because it's money, you got to understand money, you got to understand labor units, you got to understand manufacturing, you got to understand layout, you got to understand technical size, you got to understand engineering. All of a sudden you build this unicorn of an individual who doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Because no one is learning how to build stuff anymore. Correct. There's no. Building. I would. I, I so would agree you, with you so there. That gets. That? It's so how some of the. I, I don't know some of the some of the best coordinators that I know, um, that I've worked with or some guys. They they not only like you know, they they know like their mechanical systems, but the guy also knows everything to do about fire protection. Yeah. Um, you know, or some of the, and it's usually like some of the mechanical trades or some of the trades. It's not so much on on the GC. I would say that the number of very good VDC managers from the GC space is is a smaller smaller number, and that's only because those of us that have wanted to actually make the trade successful in the process have actually asked those questions uh, and said, "What can I do to actually to actually make 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 this easier for you?" You know, like Marcus, Mark has been a big one about like, you know, working, working with the collaborators there and trying to, trying to funnel that information down. I've heard so many horror stories like with Doug Smith or some of the other ones where you ask, you know, okay, so, you know, we finished a job. So what, what went well, what didn't go well. Right. So asking those questions and getting that feedback, it's like, don't shove 5,000 clashes down my throat and expect me to fix all of them. Tell me what needs to be addressed. Yeah. Tell me the critical ones and I'll go from there. It's, 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 it's it's what Travis and I and, and Jeff and a lot of others talk about. There's there's well, a huge social side to this whole process. Mm -hmm. Well, DJ and Bob, I think you hit another episode called "Building Your Own Unicorn." And I think I think the answer to the question is you can't. And I think right. we got to stop trying no. to build them and let's start Great. trying to address these things with process. Because well, it's building they don't a unicorn exist anymore. And you know you have data analytics out there. You have other ways of doing things that I, fill the holes and the gaps. Of because it's just not happening. We're replacing, you know, we're replacing pipe fitters. One of ten pipe fitters becomes an engineering person because that's where all the money's made. So yep. now we're taking, and you know, we're going to be growing these drafting and engineering departments at a much faster rate than you. You're growing unions. The union guys can't really replace those. So what do you end up doing? You end up you end up just having these departments which are horrific to manage and lead. 
with because you're trying to build these unicorns out and you really got to start looking at process you know yeah yeah I, I think it's i think it's process but i i think a good sorry josh i think a good topic of this kind of building upon this is field um engagement right and so like platform like travis's platform like Procore, yeah. like some of these other tools that are out there that are now actually uh, equipping field teams to actually collaborate while they're in the field. Yeah, I think that's probably something that's that's a little bit more important. Like so, like we can talk about like Procore has this, Revisto has these tools, like some of these other ones. But talk about more about the process of like engaging your field teams to get their feedback, right? Because maybe the guy who's drawing the duck work doesn't understand how to do it all. Right. But if he can if he can ping his guy in the field and say, hey, I'm working on this, can you help me out? I think that's 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 the next level stuff. It becomes well, a resource that you got to use, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it's correct. one of those, you, nobody knows all the answers, but if you know where to find the answer, that makes you a pretty valuable individual. Wait, so I think no you bring up a good point too, DJ, that I, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Jeff Peterson's a connection of mine on, on LinkedIn. We know him, I know him from the P1 group and he, he made a great post, I think it was last week, but the, the whole point of this is, is like you said, it has to be field engagement. The field is the, people don't realize that, that every time somebody puts a piece of pipe or duct work in, I make a little bit of money. That's how my, that's how I feed my family. That's, that's how the company runs. And, and if we start to uh, forget about that. We forget about those people out there. We don't build tools for that. We don't include their input um, in, in, in all this stuff. I, I think that that is a, probably a, an episode in itself, a, a big talking point. Like we, we talk about losing people from the millennial generation and on about going in the field, but there are still people out there that, that put the work in place. And I think that we need to talk about that a little bit. Just wait till the coronial generation comes out. <laughs> <laughs> what what's that <laughs> oh the coronial yes generation <laughs> um yeah I, I think you know that upstream education is definitely critical to our progress from a uh, from a construction tech standpoint i mean travis brought it up in one of the in a previous episode where you had your field guy look at you and say what are you doing like right yeah and it made you rethink about everything that you had already just presented to him so um, yeah. you know, I messed around with the 360 cameras a lot and I had the same, same thing happen. Here comes Josh with his little bag of toys. And yet I just needed to sit back and say, what is it that you're looking for? And we figured it out and we, we move forward. Yeah. My, my specific thing was, um, the duck mate it's going back to designers making mistakes that they don't know they're making. I said, you could smash duck mate with a hammer like three months before I actually saw what duck mate was. And then I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> you got to remember though, like, just like Bob said, I mean, you, you can't build a team of unicorns, right? So yeah, right. No, the, but I, the important thing we can realize we, we build this team and we have a task to, to design, provide and, and model these jobs that we're going to fabricate off of. And we use, the field's experience to mold that team. And it's important to remember that when you hand somebody a task like that, they're going to make mistakes. You're that this team isn't going to get it right, right away. But, and that's because you won't have that team of unicorns, but with proper engagement and with proper tools, hence what we talk about, the technology, the technology we use to communicate what we're doing to what they're doing. That's how we build that team. And that's how we minimize the mistakes. 
I mean, I, I, I really appreciate the efforts of some of these companies that are making now of, of really trying to finally starting to realize like boots on the ground engagement is what's going to make products successful and figuring out how to, how to bridge that gap between, between the field and the office communication um, and kind of breaking that silo down a little bit. And even just even like field and PM side of things, like breaking that down. And so showing them these capabilities, and these tools to kind of try to make it more collaborative. I mean, not everybody's always going to get along and like each other, but. Uh, no, but yeah. I, I want to take it. You, you guys started talking about academia before, and I wanted to go a little further. Uh, I learned this actually from attending with Josh at an event, but I think we got to go to high schools. I think yeah. we got to get lower and change the funnel. I think going to college and ending up in the trades trend is not a bad path, but going to the trades and then ending up in college is probably a better path because you know more of what you're doing. You're more skilled as you come out. How do we as a group, like this is a kick-ass fun group of people to hang out with. And I think this industry has a kick-ass fun side of it. I think it also has a stigma side that everybody else sees. You don't mm -hmm. see this until you're you know past it all i didn't see it almost left if i hadn't met nathan and sasha and dj i might not have stayed in in the industry i might have just left uh, and i and i started meeting people and started staying but that was happenstance so how do we engage youngsters to start refeeding the funnel right this funnel's been broken for a long time Right. And, but I, but I, I've said often. How about going to school and getting paid to go to school and learning a trade <laughs> and then not having any sort of student student loan debt? Like, yeah. seriously, if I could go right. back and, and make decisions, I'd be like, hmm, if I actually yeah. know about that. The even Trent, like, Trent, could, Trent could relate this to, too. You know, he's, he's got the military background. I don't, I don't remember if yeah. anybody else does, but yeah. you know, when in the 90s, when, when they did the whole advertising campaign, Construction has a PR problem. And I've said that since I've joined, it just has a PR problem. So, you know, I get asked sometimes in our local area, we have a lot of small town uh, uh, schools that, that ask for career fairs and stuff. And I get asked for the technology side, but I spend two thirds of my time talking about the trades and everything else. And, and I think that's part of the problem is we have to flip that a little bit. We have to start our own campaign, um, an army of one or, or whatever, whatever that yeah. ends up being. But, um, you know, not, not that, not that the military fixed their problem, but they, they don't have a hard time as much of a hard time recruiting. And I, I think that we could learn from that. But you, you talk about, you talk about like, like we, we did this thing too, like the ACE mentor and like talking to kids. And we were actually like talking about the examples of like being in the Bay area and be like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a journeyman electrician. And he works, and this, there's a couple of examples we do, like he works six months a year and six months a year, you know, he lived out Sacramento area, but he'd drive in and work, work in the city and he'd get prevailing wage in the city and they did not work, but he was making more than, than a typical white collar college, college degree job um, would pay because, because of his skills that, that he had there. Oh, and by the way, he didn't have any college loan debt or anything like that. I just don't think kids understand. I that that whole like that you know like like the mike road talk that he did at groundbreak yeah. a couple of years mm -hmm. back that specifically mm -hmm. talked about like plumbers and electricians were were downgraded um in in hollywood and things like that when you know we've waited right with some of those guys some of those guys are the smartest yeah most intelligent people that i've ever that i've ever worked there's with there's talent to capture definitely both. there's talent to capture at the high school level 
There's talent yeah. to capture even at the people who have already gone to college. I mean, not everybody's I, supposed to go to college, yeah. right. but I well, use the phrase like I, I don't care where you came from. I care where you're going. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, I did notice something in talking to the I got to my brother's running the innovation lab over at Penn State. And when I when I talk to him about the innovation lab, I say, well, you're running the only shop class at Penn State. If you are somebody who likes to build stuff, I mean, how do you even find out? There's a bunch of high schools that don't even have shop classes anymore. So these people that we want, I mean, the unicorn that you talked about, Bob, in my mind, these are the people that want to build. They want to build stuff. And we're putting education in such a situation which there's no shop class. There's no, there's no experience of building stuff. When I would interview for Spader and for everybody else, I always ask, so, so what do you build? on the side and everybody that answers, oh, I build this and this and this and this and this. I'm like, you're going to love it here because we're going to give you lots of money to go build stuff and, <laughs> and it's technology or something else. But I think that that piece is missing. Like when I talk to Penn State, so I talk to um, their engineering class and I look at what comes back, I can guarantee you almost all the resumes that I see have some form of innovation lab experience because they needed a shop class. You put a shop class in college, and show some of these people how fun building can be and then add on what DJ said that we're going to pay you really well to do it. And, and that's what you're going to do. I think we'd see a huge difference, but right now, you know, like I, I think I've been, I think I've been asking everybody to read um, shop classes, Soulcraft, like every other show, but please read that book. Cause that really talks about the problem we're having is just, I mean, I All right, hold on, hold on. I haven't been listening before shop class is what shop classes, Soulcraft. Okay. It, it, dude, it's phenomenal. And it talks about this disconnect because I love to build stuff and, and I would not like, I didn't go to college, but, but you so know, as a, as I, a graduate, I, I would just like to limit I would like to limit how many trips I, I make to Lowe's or Home Depot mm -hmm. when I'm actually taking a project on. So <laughs> as a graduate of Penn State's architecture program, we had a shop class and it was one of the few architecture programs that I know of that promotes design and construction without knowing they're promoting the construction side. So we had a shop class, we got pushed into doing like a lot of design build uh, on campus work. Um, and that's ultimately when I graduate, I'm like, cool, I'm an architect going into architecture, but yet you're not allowing me to build anything. So Mark, Mark, you went to Washington State. Mark, where'd you go to school? So yeah, we went to Washington State and we had a full on shop too. And it was awesome. I mean, you got, tools that you just don't have at home. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing is you could really get your, and the, the, the cool thing I would tell you about the design side and having these teachers that are professors that are trying to teach you design is it's bringing it to this micro level, right? Something that you can actually manage and kind of move around and, and build yourself rather than big, big picture is great, but uh, it's a totally different feel and understanding when you get small. And still my favorite, one of my favorite classes was that shop class, but it was actually in the civil engineering building, which was pretty mm -hmm. surprising. And we were teamed up with construction. So a little bit of a different mix over at uh, Washington State. So it's really interesting, right? So like, what's the ultimate goal? So I'll ask Travis, uh, not old house, cause you know, you're too handsome right now, but right. <laughs> the, uh, you know, well, from my perspective, all this, all I care about is I want to build jobs at 0.4 MCA units, 0.4, day in, day out, mm -hmm. guaranteed, cost certainty involved. How do you do that? 
Is it by building a better pipe fitter who's better and quicker? Is it by building a better process? Is it by like, what's the real magic to it? Yeah, it's and all of the above. Think, huh? Well, I, I, don't I think right. it is, but I, I don't think, think that, it's building a better pipe fitter. Because I don't the, think it's building a pipe fitter. And, and this is something I've been noodling on a lot. Um, just just in in my experience, I, you know, I, I still, Nathan likes to call me the, the professional am, amateur. Like I, I still, I'm still <laughs> the new guy. I've only been here, you know, five years or whatever. Um, the, the hard part is this mindset that everything is so unique that we can't standardize. Um, I, I think that, that we have to kind of get over that a little bit. Um, there are going to be the, we, yeah. we have to figure out what we can break down to standardize processes. Cause that's, that's where a process problem, exactly. process problem. Yep. When you break it down, when you can break it down to a process problem and figure out which parts, yes, you can, you can have a duck spool or a pipe spool that, that is entirely unique. It's the only time that you're ever going to produce this particular configuration, but there are going to be bits and pieces of that, that are repeatable. And, and that's what we really have to, to try to get down to that level of understanding that, that every time that I solder this elbow on, it needs to be done exactly this way. That I, in my opinion, that's the only way you're going to get to that, that level. You, you have to break down the most basic tax, tasks that you can start to repeat on. It starts with design, right? Every, it seems like every project is a custom project. And I, I feel like um, sometimes architects, um, I came from the design, design side as well, things like that. And architects sometimes bristle at the modular approach to a building. But when all reality is, is they're just taking parts and pieces and, and, and aligning them to, to work within that, that space. Yeah. Um, why can't you start almost like, you know, they work on programming side and kind of figuring spaces out, but some of the, some of the basic and most expensive parts of the the project, which is the MVP systems or whatever else that goes in there, is almost like left on the wayside. I don't know how many projects I've coordinated and some of the other ones on this call here is you are trying to coordinate a job and they put the the main uh, riser shaft for all the utilities next to all of your stairs and your elevators, and everything like that. And then they wonder why you asked for an eight foot ceiling in one of their main corridors because all of your utilities are dumping out in that one spot. It's like, and it's like every, and you, you run into it on one job and you run into it again on the, on, on the next job. It's like, come on, guys, like, seriously, like, think about some of this stuff. Like, you know, they it just seems like some of that stuff just gets like like some of those lessons learned don't always feed. Yeah, that's where the standard in. the standards don't continue on. You, you don't really learn like you just ditch what you've done. Yeah, you go on and you just do it again but i don't, I don't want to lump wait, all wait, architects wait, and designers wait, into right. the same hold on let me say wait. this i don't want no, to lump no, all no, architects and designers no. No. okay because you're digging in because this is an episode in and of itself and you're not going to solve it and if no. you would if you I, would I, i'm not an architect and, and he's just making me Jonathan. feel uncomfortable hold on I, I just i just didn't want to say i don't want to lump all engineers and architects in that same there are some that we have all worked with who listen and want to do it right. So don't, I don't want to, I don't want to apply that as stigma across everybody. Cause I have worked with some engineers and architects who actually want to build it the right way and will listen. I'm well, just saying was, I, but can I wait. piggyback Bob? Can I, 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 I want to make a point with Bob too. Cause I think I can answer a little bit of his question. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Is, well, I uh, want Jonathan to move a little so you can see the guy behind me. <laughs> oh, no. So coming from, uh, you know, that's the, the bartender. The, 
I'm your bartender at this. He's going to bounce you. (laughs) Come on now. I've been thrown out of a bar before, Jeff. I will do it again. And I have thrown people out of bars. And this is what it feels like at the show when we're coming near the end. So, Trent, I'll let you finish up your thought. But Travis is going to be up all night editing this thing. So we're way in. So you finish your thought, Trent. I'll be quick. I'm going to wrap this up. I'll be quick. No, Bob, you, um, and you know, from a management side at North Mechanical, my, you know, you know, Rod Foley, my colleague there too. And one thing that we have found, um, because we've been fabricating for a long time and we were doing a shit job of it there for a long time and we couldn't figure out how to get that MCA rate to the level you're talking about. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think we're at a point four, but we talk about trying to, you know, that point six that, you know, some kind of level. And what we found was, we were pushing the fabrication so heavy. Uh, we were force feeding the field shit. I mean, we were, we were just like, Hey, we're going to, this is what we're going to fabricate. And we were just throwing at them. And then they were throwing their hands in the air saying, well, what the fuck do I do with this? I mean, because we're like, well, we're fabricators. We fabricate this, you install it. So what the software has allowed us to do is we've broke those work packages down to a point where now the field puts the input in and we're fabricating to the field's desire. And that has brought our MCA rate down at least 0.1, 0.2, you know, it's come down. I mean, there's a lot to learn, but I just wanted to throw that in there. And uh, I think, I think, I think the magic, and I'm going to, and then I'll let, I'll let sample shut me down, but. (laughs) But I do that. feel like the guy at the bar after MCA. You need to flash, flash the lights. You need to flick yeah. the lights. But I think I think something that you know we got to think about it. I I'll credit Mr. Marsh with this. Um, the construction process of the past is waterfall because it's really not creative in nature. Waterfall works in non-collaborative creative environments. It doesn't work when design's the driver. And I think that that's the key to all of this. How do you create an agile process to drive construction in lieu of waterfall? And that, if you can figure that out, because I sit now on a few software companies, development teams, and what they do in the software development world is a perfect parallel to what we're trying to do in a design yes. creative driven yeah. world. And yes. until we can figure that out, because it is not easy to figure out. Until we can figure that, we're going to still be sending shit to the jobs because you can't create, you know, nothing is in stone, right? It it doesn't work that way. You spiral to the ultimate truth. You don't just follow the ultimate truth behind the other one. And and that's really what we're doing a lot of work on. And, 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 and John and I, you know, kind of had, had that epiphany when we were hanging out drawing some stupid thing on the board one day. And, and that our entire construction mm-hmm. process is turning into agile. And it is like a nightmare to try to do with your people. It is. It and is if you've ever been horrific. through it, it's crazy. All but right. You can see the signs of what's possible if you can really do that. So I'm going to look at Jeff. I got to say, I'm sorry, Jeff. Yeah, it was worth talking home. about. It was it worth. Hold on, one more, one more it's thing. Worth. Wait a minute, it's always Wait one, a minute. More one, more. one more. There's always one more thing. There's always one more thing to talk about. This is the bar. You ain't got to go home, but you can't you stay here. That's the way it goes. Um, I like it. By the way, I haven't been paid on this episode, so I got to say hashtag human API. But I think it was. <laughs> Trent gets a new one. Trent, you have a new hashtag other than Bim and Ain't Easy is hashtag dork web. I want to see that one. 
because you said it earlier and I don't think you realized you said it. It was dork web. So I want to thank all of you guys. Did I say that? Yes, you did. We have our dork web network. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, we haven't said one thing. Flaviar. Flaviar. To our friends. Flaviar. No, guys, this is what I miss. This is what I miss about the world. Hopefully, here comes a um, some sort of a cure to our virus here yeah. so that we can all see each other and do this in person. Thanks to everybody. Next year, uh, we're going to have a planning session at some point around the episodes coming up. We're going to change a few things when it comes to how we get this thing out to you guys, make it a little bit more, um, more throwing up babies on live shows, <laughs> which is always fun. Um, but no, I uh, this is the this is the final episode of the year we'll be planning so stay involved watch your emails yeah. watch out for us to reach out because we want to take a lot of those ideas you guys gave us a great one for a great year and it's been an awesome year yeah so, i appreciate all you guys yeah, so thank much. you guys so much yeah. no thank thank you for for putting this together this has been fantastic guys so bravo bravo to you for 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 doing this this has been great and bob we gotta have you on an episode coming up man oh man I, we do I, I yeah I hated cutting you off there, buddy. Because you, no. you just got. Oh yeah, we should have, <laughs> we should have OT Travis Beanie and, night. and old OT Travis, <laughs> and more Doug Smith, more Doug yes. Smith, and more. I need, Doug. I need a friend here. You guys are tough, you know. I need Doug Smith. Oh no, Bob, we we appreciate you we so appreciate much. You. Yeah. yeah. And Travis, good luck getting this thing uh, edited tonight. Yeah, sorry. I might Travis. skip the out outtakes and just yeah. go from the live. Just go. The whole the thing is outtakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. That's our show. We'll see you in 2021. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. Cheers, thanks, guys. Cheers. I still think I'd make yep. a great mailman. <laughs> such a great gig i thought about that too like usps like you know when i uh, i had like eight years federal service right so it was one of those like what if a guy just rode out like 12 15 more years just driving mail around and, and uh you know this technology thing could always be something i do like after all that like just yeah yeah like like mail drivers always seem really happy you know, just like, except for when they were going postal, but yeah, except for the whole <laughs> going postal thing. Right. Right? <laughs> I mean, you have to bring that up, you know, <laughs> there's one period in history, right? right it I does seem some, like a nice little job, though. I'm, I got I'm some kid stuff, I'll be right back. All right, oh. it, it seems like there's worse gigs, yeah. I mean, it seems fairly stress-free. I mean, let's talk like, I mean, I know you have like, I'm sure, you know, you're given like a certain amount of packages that are expected to be done in an eight hour period or whatever. Right. Like, right. and they, that's probably based on some average. And, but like, I have to think that like a bad day, you're nine hours. Right. <laughs> or like, I mean, it's really not that bad. No, and it's just, Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, most people driving around isn't that big of a deal. Just mm. cruise around all day. Stop every 50, 100 feet.
Well, like city, you know, ones that are like urban areas. I mean, they're like on foot, you know? Yeah. So go take a stroll. That would actually be pretty cool. I mean, that I'd be a little thinner, you know, just kind of like <laughs> trekking around. Right. Yeah, well, could have, should have, would have. Here we it's are. Little, it's a little late for that now. I think they're paid decent. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they... I don't, I don't think they're, they're... They're not cleaning house, but no. I don't think it's like... I mean, beats bagging groceries, right? Sure. I always like bagging groceries. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do that one. That's fine. That was fun to draw. Dude, that is an awesome one. It's it was. Like my favorite one. That was, that was fun to draw. It was, it was, it's always, it's, it's tough to get Trent's face to, to change expressions in the drawings without like losing the way that, cause I didn't draw it originally. That other dude did. So like, it's trying to like figure out what he was after. And I kind of want to start playing with that, that doodly. I mean, do you have to have some artistic ability or does it kind of help you out along the way? Oh no. I mean, the, you basically insert a drawing and then you trace over top of your drawing and that's what moves that hand around. Um, but yeah, if you want to actually draw, you have to just draw. I mean, I just take the stuff into procreate and kind of draw like, like half freehand, half, like, like for the cheers thing, I put an underlay on it for at first so I could get like the basics of what was in the scene and then drew out the rest of it. Well, I I'm learning uh, to use hey, unity hey, and I hey, might hey. just make a viewer. Hey, dork outs. We're going to go live here in a minute. Do we have a oh. plan? Yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, what's your plan? Oh, wait, wait, there's a plan? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, so so we were going to talk about, I don't have a plan. I, I assumed you guys had a plan. I, uh, I can I wing so. it, though. 